All right, everybody, welcome in to You've Been Watching, the behind-the-scenes podcast. Behind-the-scenes people who have the best opinions you never get to hear because the opinion-giving jobs weren't available when we applied. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> uh, I, I am Eric Dorsch, back uh, back from my, I don't know if you would call that assignment, sabbatical, something. <laughs> uh, I'm back from whatever they made me do that I didn't want to do. And he is Brian Morton, the guy who uh, kind of led the way into this first topic of The Flash, Brian, because I listened to your review the other day, and I, I really enjoyed it. I went and saw The Flash. You went and saw it, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you first to kind of the flash. You're, you you said you had higher expectations, and it didn't necessarily meet. Is there a multitude of reasons, or was there the one reason that kind of lowered the expectations as you were watching? I I, I kind of wanted it to be uh, more fun. I mean, okay. I I wanted it to be I I wanted it to be closer to Aquaman or closer to Shazam. I wanted the Flash to be a lot less annoying than he had been, <laughs> and I just it, it it felt it didn't feel like a misstep. I wouldn't call it a misstep that this is like oh this is going to ruin everything. It just felt really, really odd for some reason. It didn't feel like it, it didn't feel like a smooth movie. It felt like maybe there had been many rewrites or something like that. It just. It, there was something about it that I didn't like. I left Shazam going, "Oh my God, that was amazing!" I left Aquaman and Wonder Woman going, "Oh my God, that was amazing." This I walked out going, "Huh? Well, parts of it were cool, you know." And yeah, I, no, I think I that's agree. a little, a little weird. What did you think of it? You know, honestly, uh, I was talking to my wife right before we we did this because we both went and saw it together, and <laughs> I walked out a lot more impressed than I expected going into it. I, you know, knowing that all the Ezra Miller stuff, knowing how long it took for them to make this movie and remake it and remess with it. And let's find a period where he hasn't done something dumb in six months. So we can, <laughs> I feel like yeah. judging by how he, how he looked on the red carpet with the hair down to his, you know, his yeah. stomach, I'm assuming they locked him in a room and then let him out the day before the, the press release <laughs> and, and just and said, threatened Ezra him, don't smiled. talk to anybody. Yeah. Don't talk to anybody. Don't, yeah. You're going to do one interview. Don't talk to anyone else yeah. <laughs> and whatever you do, say something nice and we'll, 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 we'll let you out. We'll let you come out of your, your room. Um, you and I have said this for a long time, ever since, you know, Justice Lee, the original Joss Whedon one, and then the Snyder cut that yes, you, you said it in the show that he is always been the comic relief of yeah. our, ju the Justice League we've gotten. The thing I liked about it is they, they kept that with, other world Barry, the one who's a little more naive, doesn't understand, yeah. doesn't have the burden of the world on his shoulders like our, like the real world Barry does. But I liked that in that, we also got a little more mature Barry a, who understands that, you know, this is serious, this isn't fun, slapstick, goof around kind of thing. There's comedy to it, like the scene where he's helping Batman save, you know, that building collapsing, and there's fun with how he does it, and very cool and it really does kind of show you how fast the flash really is but at the same time there were moments where you could see the weight you could see him kind of be like is this how i act all the time and he he didn't like it he tried to put a stop to it so i, I enjoyed it for that I, I i i'm not an ezra miller fan but i was a fan of ezra miller by the end of this one i really really was like you know what if they want to do flash 2 if they want to bring him into the you know, the new one, the, the James Gunn universe, I'm okay with it. I will absolutely be behind it, but you have to stay on this trend. Don't bring him in and then all of a sudden say, hey, by the way, get goofy again. 
because I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, they sort of uh, to me is they sort of made him less goofy by making younger Barry even goofier. Still, mm-hmm. it was like he yes. out goofied himself, and the the line he even has a line where he says, uh, "This is why people are, are so annoyed by me." I guess you know, which made yeah. sense to me. I I agree with you, Ezra Miller. I went in maybe I went in differently than you because I went in. I kept reading how great it was, and all these directors and writers were going, "Oh my God, it's so amazing!" And even even Stephen King, you know, posted, "I just saw the Flash movie. Oh my God, it's amazing!" So I was like, well, "This is probably a great movie." So maybe my expectations were too high, but I agree with you. Is like I, this Ezra Miller, and you know, to me, it was the relationship between him and his parents, especially his mom, that brought Barry home to me. He was no longer, he was a goofy kid, and it seems like with his mom gone, he stayed that goofy kid, and Mm -hmm. once he was interacting with his mom again, it like all came home, and he matured really quickly there. It just, that that relationship to me made that, made him a real character to me. Yes. The the one thing I will say about the interaction with the mom that I, look, you knew at the end, he was going to have to fix something. Yeah. And it was going to be the mom. That was the one thing I didn't like is I, I kind of wish that you didn't make it so obvious that he had to choose one or the other. He could have his mom, but it was going to collapse everything else. Or he could, you know, he, he can lose his mom and things go back to like the world as we know it. And it's like, well, that's that's the worst choice in the world to have to make. But as a superhero, you know, the choice he's going to make. So I wish they could have done something different with that. But. Overall, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy seeing how Barry would be if, yeah, if he didn't have to spend, you know, 15 years of his life trying to convince everybody his dad didn't do it. If he didn't have to, you know, do all these things to 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 right a wrong that was never never should have been in the first place. So I did like it for that. Uh, but the the like the slapstick when they were able to get away from it, I was like, you know what? I actually enjoy this guy as the Flash. Yes, I could see him continuing to be the Flash. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with it if he could. I, the, the problem with him personally is just I don't understand what's going on. I don't know if he's, you know, done these things he's accused of. He's clearly a little left of center, I guess you could say, sort of mentally. Yeah, <clears throat> but I don't have a problem with that. He did do a really good job here as the Flash. the The other issue I kind of had, and this is maybe a little nitpicky, was he was sort of the office goof. But he's a crime scene technician, and it's like, wait yeah. a minute, you know, you're the, you're a crime scene analyst, shouldn't you be a little more serious? And this, you know, it just it felt it felt odd to me, and maybe it's because I'm used to the old school Barry Allen, where he's a grown up and he's a scientist, and you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And he he takes himself like his job he takes very seriously, even though as the Flash he still is a little silly, but not as silly as this Flash got. And that, that kind of, I wondered, is like, if he's really a scientist and he's really a crime scene guy, why is he getting donuts? Why is he doing, you know, I don't, I, it seemed odd to me. I, what I it did, and I agree, but I think the thing about it that I liked was they used it in a way to almost kind of mirror, because the only other one, the only other one of these guys that has a quote unquote secret identity like that mm-hmm. is Superman. You know, he's got a, he's a reporter. He's that way. No one's going to question when he's running towards the accident instead of away from it and i feel like 
they sort of tried to do that with Barry of yeah. giving him the because he is a superhero and he's doing all this to save the world. He may not be as diligent on the career side. So and they're always wondering, where are you going? You're this skinny little kid who's clearly not doing anything else. Where are you going? But I also liked it because the opening scene where he's in the coffee shop, yes. he's the fastest person on the planet. He literally could get to work in a millisecond, yet he's still late for work. Yes. Because that- of things that are beyond his control. I enjoyed that. So I, I see what you're saying of you know why in this one thing that should be the most important to him, crime scene, making sure other people don't end up like his dad. I think they did a good job of showing because, yes, he has the job and he's, he's very good at what he does, but he's got a real job that no one knows about that if he doesn't do, these people don't go to jail, they die. Yeah, and that was one of the, that was one of the things in the Flash comic book that I, 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 that was the first comic book I ever collected was the Flash. And it was because of that. It was like, it was, it was the Clark Kent Superman sort of thing that Barry Allen, when he's Barry Allen, everybody's like, well, it's Barry Allen. He's going to be late. He's always late. It's like, and it was the irony of the fastest man alive is always late everywhere he goes. And it was, it, it was to the point where he, his friends and family knew Barry's going to be late because Barry's always late. But it was always because he was saving the world or stopping a crime. Or, yes. So I did like that. I also liked in this all the, uh, you know who I liked in this that I didn't think I would like was Supergirl. Yeah, this is where we, I, like I said, I listened to Brian's review. This is where we differ. This oh. is, I, I don't, no, 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 I thought she was great as Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I really, like, from the second, like, when they're on top of that, uh, I'll call it a silo. It's really more of a facility right. in the snow fighting everyone. Yeah. And she gets the sun back and she can go and she starts beating up on everybody. It's like, you know what? I like this. This is so cool. You know, we're finally getting Supergirl. You know, a live yeah. action one in my generation. It's great. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. But the thing I didn't enjoy was the darkness. Like, once she's done beating those guys up for the rest of the movie, she's a very darker kind yeah. of person. She's not a beacon of hope like, you know, like Clark was. She's very kind of. She almost seems like she's just mad from the beginning, which she has a reason. She's been locked away all these right. years. But it almost seems like when she saw good people. It didn't do anything to lighten her at all. So that was my only thing is even when she was talking to those guys in the bat cave or after she helped, you know, or when she was standing on the roof, getting the sun and all that, she still had a scowl on her face. And I was like, you should be Batgirl. You look like Batgirl because you're just very angry all the time. That was my only thing. Other than that, I thought she was phenomenal as Supergirl. I loved the fight with her and Zod. I thought that was great. Uh, it was very cool to see, and I like. I, I know you said it in the review. I I wish that we were going to get more of her. Yeah, I don't. I feel like she was underused. But I will just say, I almost feel like being the beacon of hope and being the like the shining you know person like Superman is. I wish there would have been a little more, almost a little more Barry Allen, a little more upbeat, a little bit more joy instead of you know she more she fit more in the Batman world to me with how she portrayed it. Yeah, she was dark, but like you said, there was a reason for her to be dark. And I felt like mm-hmm. by the end of it, when she's battling, like at first she just left them. I don't care about this. I'm not human. I'm Kryptonian. And she leaves. When she finally comes back and she's helping Batman and the Flash, it felt like, mm-hmm. okay, she's lightening up now. She's accepting. And I felt yeah. like if this character continues, she could become that. From out of the darkness comes this beacon of hope, which I thought would be a cool thing. And then they they ramped it in a way where it's like, well, 
we probably won't see this character again. And if we do, it the whole multiverse thing felt very odd to me. It didn't feel like the way Marvel did it. It sort of presented it in a different way. This felt like um, it felt a little forced, and it felt like it gives now James Gunn an excuse anytime something weird happens or something somebody does a different movie. He goes multiverse, you know, and walks away. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how no, it felt. I, to I me. agree. And I think the fact of like because this movie took so long to come out, there was this buildup of you know yeah. this girl's going to play Supergirl. We're going to get this kind of Supergirl. Michael Keaton's back as Batman. We're going to get you know this Batman. There was so much of a buildup of it, and then at least with her, it was just such a small sample size. Yes, that it's like what would have happened if this movie like would this movie have looked different if it had come out three years ago when they were filming it and were these two a better stronger role or was it more hey let's alter it for this and now that james gunn's taking over we're going to rewrite this end to tie it all up the way he needs it tied up to make it work going forward and i just was like i was very curious about what changes were made and did we lose out on seeing maybe what would have been the best part of the movie because of it and i'm just not a fan of that yeah, and I also I also read that one of the the ending, mm-hmm. the um, I, I don't I don't think it was the cutscene. I think it was yeah no it wasn't the cutscene. It was the very ending of the movie, where Bruce Wayne reappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what I'm talking about. I don't I don't know if you want to do a spoiler or not. Well, I'll put the disclaimer in here right now. If you haven't seen this movie and you've listened this far into yeah. a review, I would recommend you stop listening because you've clearly gone too far. Uh, but we're going to spoil some things because I actually have the three endings up on my phone as well. Oh, okay. I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you about those as well. So uh, please proceed. But I, I, the seeing Clooney come back was amazing to me. And yes. I read that that wasn't the original ending, that that was added in like after Gunn took back over, he'd ask Clooney to step in and just do a little cameo. Yes. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool, but what were the other endings? And I haven't even seen any of this or read anything about it. I heard about it because no. one of them, uh, well, I, I just want to preface this with, we got, in my opinion, mm-hmm. order them how you will, and we've talked about this character so many times that I don't think it really, you know, you, you, I don't think anybody's got a question mark on how I feel about it. We got the three best live-action Batmans to ever be the live-action Batmans. I've said it before. Michael Keaton yeah. is the greatest Batman of all time to me. <laughs> You, you and my wife disagree. You're Ben Affleck fans. Mm-hmm. He's second to me. Okay. I love him in this. I thought he was great. And then I've told you before, I think if the story had been better, it hadn't been rushed. I think George Clooney had the potential to be the greatest Bruce Wayne we've ever seen. Right. He can play that character beautifully, but he's also got the voice and the he was ominous enough that he could have been a good Batman. Yes. I think if you had taken George Clooney and put him into that Batman Begins story, he was too old at the time, but yeah. if you had... I think you're talking about a Batman that nobody can touch, but he didn't get that. He got a really bad story to have to try to make good, and he just couldn't do it. And a nipple suit. Don't forget the nipple suit. And a nipple suit. I I mentioned that to my wife as we were walking out of the theater was that they put nipples on the bat suit. (laughs) So so the the, the three endings, though, but the reason I wanted to bring it up is because one of the endings I think would have been great, and I would have loved because it would have opened up a story you and I have talked about a lot, but you loved how they ended it this way. The first ending they wrote was that Michael Keaton would replace Ben Affleck as Batman. So you would have gotten Keaton come into the courthouse. But maybe. But, maybe. But you said you loved how they tied up. the. And I, I agreed with you. I loved how they tied it up. Yeah. They made it great. But assuming they wanted to carry the story on and Gunn wasn't going to re- restart everything. Right. You get Batman Beyond. 
it's now Batman Beyond is very believable. Yeah. Yeah, if so. you do that, and I think maybe one of the reasons might have been Michael Keaton said, I can give you this, but I'm not I'm not crawling yeah. into that bat suit for six more movies. You know, I'll give you yes. one. Um, that that so was, was kind of how I figured, that, you know, it ended with something different without giving giving Michael Keaton's Batman the ending they gave him. I thought mm-hmm. wrapped up the story because they did mention that he's cleaned up Gotham. That's why he's not Batman anymore. Yes. Gotham's a safe city, so he has nothing to do. And I thought this is a perfect way. He's out of retirement. They wrap it. You're right, though. The Batman begin or Batman Beyond. That would have been a good way to spin that is using Bruce Wayne. Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne is the retired. I can't do this anymore guy. Yeah. Yeah. What's the um, other one? Give me another one. <laughs> well, I will say also on the Keaton thing, I do love that they gave him a little bit of comedy because his two movies, he was very dark, very yes. serious. And I do love that they gave him the Superman kind of on the nose. And they're like, what do you mean? He, they're like, you, you call yourself Batman. He goes, yeah, I don't call myself Superman. Super, yes. <laughs> so I did like that. I did like that. Uh, and the, the whole cooking one, scene was kind of interesting, too, with Keaton. That gave us was. a little comedy flourish. Okay. It was. Uh, and then the second one was it would have ended with Henry Cavill and uh, Henry Cavill's Superman and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Eh. I mean, I, while the Flash's original ending would have erased Henry Cavill's Superman and Ben Affleck's Batman from the timeline, DeLuca and Abdi's designed a new ending sequence that would keep at least the for, at least at least the former of the DCU. Henry Cavill's future as Superman has been uncertain, so they would have at least kept it so that those three uh, were in it. Because in the second ending, it would have set it up because there is a chance for Wonder Woman three. Okay. And now that they so. put that on hold, they probably went. Let's let's rethink that ending. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So, and I, and I love the George Clooney ending. I think it's great. Like I said, you got three Batmans in this movie. You got three guys to play uh, Batman. My only big thing was why is why does George Clooney have a beard? Batman well, can't be, really be in the bat suit with a beard. Well, maybe he's retired too. Maybe you know, and and you got more than three Batmans because when we were showing all the alternate universes. You got mm-hmm. Adam West. Yeah, we did. And that was the part I wanted to talk about as, as we kind of wrap this one up. Because mm-hmm. this was the part, this was the other part that if, if anything killed the movie for me, it was this. And it was because, yes, we got Adam West Batman. We got the, I, I don't know the name, you will better. Than George Reeves know. as Superman. Well, no, I know that one. The, mm-hmm. the Flash with the, the, the tin helmet. Oh, I don't know who that I one don't was. know who that actor was. There's never been a Flash in the movie. He's the original yeah. Flash. It was, it's the, he's, he's in the Flash TV show. Yeah. Jay Garrick is the that. character's name. Yes. I don't know who this was. There's never been, the only person I've ever oh, seen in the him. tin That's helmet was Jay Garrick. That was, oh, that was uh, the guy from the TV from show. The, okay. The CW show. Yes. Okay. I, I wish we would have gotten the, the, the Flash who plays Barry's dad in the Flash TV show. We didn't get him. He had a TV show for a while. Yes. I would have loved that. Um, yeah. But what you lost me, and then obviously Christopher Reeve landing on a roof. With Helen Slater. With Helen Slater. Uh, Nicholas Cage. He gets yes. Spider. <laughs> yes. But what I didn't love, and I, it was cool to see. It was so cool to see. Uh, I didn't love that this movie was so big and had such a great spectrum and it was so beautifully done. And those people looked like they had just slapped a mask on someone and said, pretend to be Nicholas Cage for three minutes. It just... I get you have to do CGI yeah. and all that, but I, I've seen CGI. We have the CGI to make that look far more realistic than what they did. And it just kind of lost me a little bit because it didn't look like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it didn't. It like it, it was Christopher and I go Christopher Reeve 
has been you know dead for years. He you know, and I get that, but it could have looked so much better. And I just feel like at the end they're like, what if we just put all these people on screen? I mean, it's good for a clap. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, right, yeah. I'll, it's I'll, it's not going to be here long enough for them to people to analyze this deeply. You know, so just put them on. Just do that. That's fine. You don't have to polish this that much. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, just, and you're right. The, the CGI me. was a little odd. Yeah, it lost me, and it made it tough because it was a it was a moment I had heard might happen, and I was looking forward to. And then when they showed them, I was like, "Yeah, that, that's not what I was really looking for." But okay, it's cool. We got to see them. We got to see some incarnations that never would have existed. Uh, I almost like just because of what you were showing us, I wish they maybe would have put a. Uh, like I, I think it would have been really cool if they could have put like one of those Supermans with one of those Batmans. Like if we had gotten, yes, uh, Nicholas Cage's Superman with Val Kilmer. Yeah, like, put those two kind of together. Like they've been fighting something together, and they both look up and see it. Because then it's like, why wow, you just tied another universe together for us? That would have been great because it was Tim Burton's Superman. He wanted to make that Superman. Oh, that's true. So you could have tied, and it, again, that would have meant Michael Keaton's, but still, you could have tied a Superman and a Batman together for us and just made it that much cooler that, oh, when you watch Batman Forever, Nicolas Cage is is, is a part of that world. Yeah, he's somewhere there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would have been really cool to see them do, and I feel like they missed an opportunity doing that, but it was still very cool. Like, I, I, I you know, when Superman landed on the roof, I grabbed my wife's hand. I was like, it's Superman. Yeah. That, that is my Superman and will always be my Superman. And see, I was, I, I left going, it was Adam West, Adam West yes. was in this movie. And you heard Cesar Romero's Joker. When yes. you saw him, you heard the laugh, the, <laughs> you know, yep. was like, that's Cesar Romero. That's honest Absolutely. to God, it's Cesar Romero. And yes, so for absolutely. me, that was like, it wasn't, he wasn't like my favorite <laughs> Batman, but it's like, he was the first Batman that I was aware of. And I was like, this is, that's really awesome that they, they pieced that, they, they used that stuff as part of their multiverse. And it mm-hmm. still felt like to me that that all those things were sort of shoved together, like you said. They're sort of the the CGI is is not that great, but it felt like they're slamming this stuff together, and it just gives DC the ability to go alternate universe, you know, like yes. now the Joaquin Phoenix Joker alternate universe and the Pattinson Batman, you know, they just uh, they just scream multiverse and move on. Now there's no you don't have to tie it together. You can just yell multiverse and go. I also really liked the nod to Jack Nicholson when they were walking around the Batcave. Did you catch it? Is it the the, the laughing box? The laughing bag? Yes. Yeah, because that's what was in his pocket when he falls off the roof and yes. they find it. You're it's right. still laughing. And I liked that little nod that he beat the Joker. Obviously, he didn't get the Joker as long as the stories tell. He beat the Joker, but he still kept a little piece to remind him of this guy, what this guy cost him. Because in that story, Jack Napier kills his parents right so it's that it was that cool or not and i will say the one thing they didn't put in this movie that i really kind of wish they had now that i know how they ended it i really wanted to see chris o'donnell get out of that car with george clooney <laughs> give me batman and batman and robin exist in this in this universe you've created that would have been kind of cool i think it would have been very cool to see or maybe robin is somewhere else maybe now he's he's uh nightwing, uh, nightwing yes I'm, yep. the, the, the name was eluding me so maybe he's uh, i kind of liked and I didn't expect to see Clooney at all. So that was a that was the one thing that really shocked me. And then when when Barry Allen said, "You're Batman," he goes, "Dude, seriously?" Or you know, he's like, "We're not we're doing this here." You know, the the little nod of of I am I am Batman. You can't say this out loud. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. 
I did like that. Okay. Uh, you gave your yours. You you put it as a uh, you would wait to stream it. Yep. And what and do you think? I, I I would go see this in theaters, but I would go see it in theaters because just because of the big spectrum that I mean, to me, that scene alone when they're in the time, you know, the time. Yes. The time arena. And you see all those multiverses that to me on a big screen, you just can't get unless you're, you know, a rich person who has a TV screen. That's true. Size yep. of a wall. You can't get that the same. And that feeling of seeing all those characters appear on a movie screen. And I just think this is this is enough of a blockbuster movie that it, it's worth seeing in theaters. I'll, I'll definitely see it again on TV because or on TV or streaming because, you know, Michael Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. He's Batman. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck is, you know, that brief little stint we got as Batman. It has all those pieces that are just enough for me to watch it. Same as, you know, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I'll still watch that yeah. because we finally get our first Reed Richards. I, I'll watch that just so we can see that. Spider-Man No Way Home because I get to see all my Spider-Mans. So it has enough pieces. And to me, it was it was a good in the theater kind of thing. I don't disagree yeah. with the streaming because, like we both said, there was enough to take you out of it. Yeah. But for me, it was a see it in theater kind of movie. And I really enjoyed that. I also thought it was interesting they didn't set it up for a sequel. There was no... You know, yes. here's the next villain, you know, foretold or, you know, you know, you don't get it. You, there's no foreshadowing of anything to come, even in the post credit sequence. Yeah. Even though there is a rumor that there's going to be a uh, Flash 2. So I, I don't know how, but we'll see. Gun yeah. must not be letting all the cards out right now. No. And, and would, so. if it may anything like that, if it makes money, they will say, yeah, there's definitely going to be a sequel. It just depends on if there's going to be money made. Yeah. The other thing I'm kind of, uh, I, I guess because they had to keep him a constant, the other thing I think would have been cool is if, if it wasn't going to be Ezra Miller, you could have made him a different Barry Allen. He could have looked different. Oh, absolutely. Because of, because of things changing. Now, again, Ezra Miller had to be a constant and all that. But, yeah, it was still cool. I also did like that uh, the guy that body doubled for him got to be in the movie. He was the one that asks Barry the question when he comes out of the uh, the the courthouse after his dad gets freed. Oh, really? That's the guy that body doubled for him for all the (laughs) two flashes. And I was like, that's pretty cool. It is nice of him to do that. That's kind of a cool thing to do for, for a guy that, you know, I'm in the movie, but you don't know it's me, you know? Yes, absolutely. So, well, it's a, it was a very interesting one. Obviously as James Gunn releases stuff, we're going to talk about it. We're, you know, if you haven't noticed, we're comic nerds and we love it. (laughs) So we want to keep talking about it, but uh, that is going to do it for us on the flash episode. Uh, We've got some pretty interesting stuff coming up that we'll, Sure, we'll be recording any day now and getting out, and uh, some debates that could be uh, could could definitely test <laughs> mine and Brian's uh, friendship. So we'll see what goes there. Uh, my thanks, as always, to the man that knows it all, Brian Morton. I'm not him. I'm from a different reality. Oh gosh, what did <laughs> what did the original Brian Morton change? What did he change? <laughs> uh, and as always, I'm Eric Dorsch. We will talk again soon.